Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast where we talk about real estate and some other stuff. And now your host, Mal and Neil. What's up, Neil? What's up, Mal? How's it going? Great, brother. How are you? I'm awesome. Cool. So what's on slate for today? What are we going to talk about? All right. This is the very first episode of Talk About Town. So we're going to talk about first-time homebuyers, seeing as this is our first time podcasting. Cool. And, and maybe we'll talk about some other stuff. All right. What's, uh, what's under other stuff? There are some really cool music festivals that are coming to our area that have recently announced some pretty great lineups. Yeah, last week, Forecastle came out with theirs, and so did Hometown Rising. That's a new one, but yeah, I'll check that out. That's pretty cool. All right, um, so before we get ahead of ourselves, um, why don't we do a little intro? Who are you, Neil? All right, I'm Neil Cox. I am a licensed real estate agent. I'm licensed with the Miles and Smith Group at Smith & Wilson Realty. I've been licensed for a couple years, changed careers. I used to be a teacher. This move has been awesome for me and my family. What about you? Cool. I also am a licensed real estate agent for the Miles and Smith Group at Smith & Wilson Realty. Uh, I've been selling real estate for this April. It'll be five years. Um, I have a beautiful wife, Carissa, a soon-to-be 13-year-old son, Landon, and a one-year-old daughter, Scarlett, who likes to bite. <laughs> Mainly just me, no one else for some weird reason. But anyways, um, what are we doing this for? Why are we even having this podcast? Well, I want us to be a resource for real estate experience and education and maybe for some other stuff. We got a lot of uh, diverse experience in this room, so we want to share that with our listeners. Cool. I um, Similar lines, I'd like to just create some great, usable consumer content, something that I guess we would share our knowledge with the average Joe out there so they can use it to help them in the home buying process. Does that sound good? <laughs> yeah. So let's jump right into it. Um, why does anybody, why do they even want to buy a house in the first place? Well, imagine you're there renting and you're paying your rent every month. You're paying your landlord's mortgage. So he's getting rich off you. So if you buy a house, every time you pay your mortgage, you're making an investment into your own home. So do you want to pay your mortgage or your landlord's mortgage? That's true, especially in this market. People that bought their house five years ago paid 130 and now they're selling it for 180 Where else can you make $50,000 in five years? Seriously, one of my clients did that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Vegas. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, okay, cool. What's some common, I guess, misconceptions for down payments? 20%. Oh, yeah. You got to have 20%, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Right. So are there any ways that you could come with less than 20%? I know some people think, well, I got to save up. Twenty, thirty thousand in order to buy a house. Well, depending on where you're looking, if you're looking out in the sticks, like where I live, Cox's Creek, Nelson County, there's a map. Um, USDA, it's, it's it's called a rural housing loan. Uh, it requires zero percent down, hundred percent financing. We use that for our house. Zero um, percent down. Yeah, it allows you to keep 
Um, I mean, whatever you set aside, I mean, aside from closing costs, all that good stuff, um, it allows you to finance all the way up to 100%, just like a VA loan does. A VA loan, I don't know if anybody out there is veterans, but it's a great product too, 100% financing. And they even make the uh, the seller pay for the termite inspection, so that saves you 50 Oh, that's bucks awesome. Straight out of the gate. But um, if you but if you're not a veteran or looking in the sticks, you could have twenty percent, right? No, three and a half percent is kind of the norm for an FHA loan. And what's even going on right now, which is weird, there's a loan out there that gives you a five thousand dollar grant. It's called um, Welcome Home. Welcome Home. Yeah, Welcome Home. So I mean, that's five thousand dollars free money. It's forgiven as long as you live there every five years. You only know, chunk off a grand, a grand, a grand, a grand. But um, you don't even have to have money saved up which is crazy to even think like that it is crazy but i would say i would caution people to think that they're just gonna move into a house and not pay anything there are some expenses that are associated with buying a house closing costs but hopefully if they have a kick-ass real estate agent they can try to get them negotiated uh to let the buyer or the seller pay for most of those but um no there's gonna be that's great so New construction versus existing homes. We, we said we wanted to, in a new construction, there's way more expenses um, compared to somebody that's buying a home, a structure that's already there. We went through that when we built our home. You got to have all your utilities brought in. That costs a lot of money. Have everything set up. Stuff that you're not even considering going into it. Whereas if you buy an existing home, it's already there. You just call and have it all switched over. So, but, um, other than closing costs, there's inspections. You don't have to get a home inspection, but we, you, I, we, uh, we encourage that you're making the largest purchase of your life. So a couple hundred bucks on a home inspection is well worth it. Yeah. Get an inspection. Um, a lot of times an appraisal will be up front too. And that's not terribly expensive, but it's required if you're going to get any type of loan. Correct. Yep. Um, sometimes that shows up as a debit on your settlement statement, too, sometimes. Yeah. Just I've seen them where they, they yeah. put it in there, and uh, I've seen it where they just they charge your debit card, too, especially for, like, a refinance or something. But yep. it just depends. Yep. So, okay. Let's see. We've talked about USDA. FHA conventionals that's what most people think of when they think of that 20% down that's yeah for is. sure but there's there's uh conventional loans where you can put like 5% or 3% and every now and then different lenders run a 1% conventional 1% yeah so you have great credit great income all that checks out and uh instead of a 20% down some of our lenders tend to run uh, it's been like a year or two but uh a 1% conventional which that's that's insane unbelievable um, dang but you have to have like a perfect credit score right no <laughs> no not, not even close uh i think we work with lenders that go down to 540 or 520 oh. maybe 540 um uh, no no not not perfect credit score um the debt to income's uh something that lenders definitely want to pay attention to or they do pay attention to um, your job history, you know, two years can't have a lapse in the job that, that sort of stuff. But the down payment, 
the perfect credit score. You don't really have to have that anymore. Um, which, depending on how you look at it, that's great if you ask me, especially for a buyer's agent, because everybody thinks they have to save up for, who was it? Somebody told me not too long ago. Um, they had like 17%. I'm almost there. I'm almost ready. <laughs> and I'm like, if you have 17%, you could have bought a house five years ago. But uh, no, you don't have to have the perfect credit score. The credit score affects, uh, it's going to affect your house payment. Uh, if you have to have PMI or not, but... Wait, PMI, what's that? Well, I'm not a I'm not a lender, so I don't like to talk about all of this, but uh, it's mortgage insurance. Different types of loans require it. Different ones don't. Um, like I said, I, I'm not really keen on talking about all the lending side of things. I help broker the deal. I don't deal with the finances nearly as much. But, um, yeah, that's where your, your credit score and all that will affect your house payment. Yeah, and you're uh, in percentage rate, definitely. Right. What kind of interest rate you get on that loan. Exactly. Yeah, so if you're thinking about buying a home, maybe it's your first time, why would you even want to use an agent? Well, my two cents is most people will use a professional to buy a car. 5000 bucks, 8000 whatever whatever your case may be. But they'll want to use somebody to help broker that deal. But when it comes to, arguably, in most cases, people's, the largest purchase of their life, sometimes you're talking a quarter million dollars, they think they can go it on their own. And what ends up happening is they sign up on some random site, some of the big ones, one that starts with a Z, one that starts with a T. No free ads. Right, no free ads. And they think they're doing themselves a favor by, uh, uh, this is what I always say, they hide behind the screen because nobody knows who's on the other end. And which is fine because they can look, you can look for a house for a year on your own time. Nobody calls you, nobody texts you. That's that's great. But the homes that they're finding, some of those sites take two days to syndicate. So somebody that has is, worth, is working with an agent, Sets up a search, goes through the MLS. We put in their parameters, price point, bedrooms, baths, all that. Somebody across town puts that exact home in. Bam. As soon as it hits the market, it shows up in their email. They get it instantly. So say they list it at noon. Well, me and my buyers, we go out and look at it at 3 o'clock. As soon as everybody gets off work, we're there at 3 o'clock. We write an offer. They accept it. 6 o'clock that evening, that house is under contract, and that's happening in case people are wondering, it's crazy. But so the, the, the person across town that's using whatever app, whatever site, whatever they're, they're using, that house hasn't even hit the market yet. Two days later, they get a, a ding, a notification that tells them a new house is up. They call whoever's on that call, and they tell them it's pending. It's been under contract for two days. So that goes on for a year. And all they do is they tell, this is what I think happens. They tell everybody, God, the market is crazy. Every time I look at a house, it's already sold. Well, it's because you think you're, you got this great plan where you're not going to meet with somebody, hire an agent, but you're actually doing yourself a disservice. If you went and met with a, a great buyer agent like Neil Cox or Malachi Hadley, we do a half hour consult, make sure you're pre-approved, all that good stuff. That's all knocked out. And then when that house hits the market, 
three weeks later, you're under contract. We close it. Some of our lenders can close in 21 days. I mean, I haven't done that yet, but they, they say they can. So you're already moved. You, you move in 45 days from the time we meet, or you can take route B and keep clicking on houses, keep getting dings, keep getting frustrated because you think that these houses are selling in less than six hours, which in some cases they are, but you're not even in the ball game. Like you're, you're two days behind. So some people tend to jump out of the market when it's like they just, they give up when all they have to do is hire a professional. Yeah. Well, do, would a house really sell in six hours? We've had you know, two years ago, a year or so ago, Sean, that one house, uh, it had eight offers sold for like 12,000 over listing price. That's crazy. Day I mean, one, a couple hours into it. And I know the answer to that question too. I had a, a listing a couple of years ago. We had 15 showings on the first day and a whole slew of offers to choose from by that evening. That's unbelievable. And that's what I'm saying. Well, so for your seller, that's great. I mean, who, and, and especially when they, you list it for 140 and it sells for 155. Uh, yeah, that makes everybody happy. Yeah, except for those other four people that got in there and, and lost the bid. But um, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't even have an agent, you call up whoever, say you listed, it pops up on the site or whatever. They're not even going to take you out if you're not pre-approved. I mean, you call and say, I saw a house. I liked it. Can we go see it? For starters, if they're honest, they're going to tell you, well, that sold two days ago, the day it hit the market. <laughs> and if they don't and you're not pre-approved and they go show it to you, I mean, you're, really, you're wasting everybody's time. So when they... I say hire an agent. They they start working with a professional. We show you step A, which is sitting down and putting together a game plan. The pre-approval process. You know you can you can lose, use any lender you want. Um, we've got some great ones, but uh, you get pre-approved. You put together a game plan, and that way, the whole entire process from pre-approval to moving day, inspections, appraisals, all that good stuff. You have somebody there to help guide you through it. That's what I, I mean. I tell you this all the time. We technically we're salespeople. I mean, we tech, you know, I have my real estate license to sell real estate. I don't feel like I sell anything. I broker deals. Yeah, I agree I, with that. I I think we're we're more helpers than salesmen. A means to an end. You know, you person over here wants to find a house. Sure, you can do it without. You you can do it without a real estate agent. Sure, great. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Uh, I told you that a while back, the, uh, it's 90 something percent of people, you end up in some torp, some type of litigation when it's all said and done, when you don't have any professionals involved, because we're held to a higher standard. We have, we have ethics. Um, we have laws we have, we have to abide by that the general public, they don't. Yeah. Um, I think. I get into a bunch of different deals and some of them are easy and I I've done a few where they're not easy. And the thing about it is you don't know which one yours is going to be. Everyone's different. Yeah, they're all different, <laughs> but you don't want to think, well, I can do this alone. And then you run into all kinds of different things. I've done deals where without an agent, this deal is not getting done no matter what. Oh, I've had a few of those. I mean, we're also a buffer zone between buyer and seller. A lot of people tend to take it personally. Screw that guy, screw that, you know, back and forth, whatever. And the agents are in the middle, calming everybody down, re removing the emotion from the equation because 
at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a business decision, no matter what, buy side or sell side. You you know, you're supposed to remove emotion out of the entire thing. So a deal a lot of deals would fall apart if you had buyer and seller talking directly to each other. Oh yeah. They they get mad. <laughs> I I recently had instantly. A, I, I recently had a guy that uh, he bought and sold with me and there's no way it wouldn't have gotten done because he would have probably gone and fought one of the other parties at some point in this thing. Oh. But he, he vented to me. I diffuse the situation, take his situation to the other side. Everything gets smoothed out. Everyone's happy. Well, that's why, I mean, I've had probably three separate room closings. Cause I mean, even with <laughs> that going on, it's best if people are in different rooms. Like they just, you know, that it's kind of went things of during the repair request or whatever. Uh, even from day one, the negotiation, I rolled it off the other day. And, uh, as soon as I sent the offer over, it's the guy was like, what's this dude's problem? I'm like, they haven't even countered yet. Like we're talking about a counter <laughs> and you're already like to hell with this guy. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, you need to, we need to calm it down a little bit here. Uh, so yeah, you, we, we also help on that end as well. I mean, we wear a lot of hats. Um, that's for sure. Uh, I think uh, one thing that's important to mention is the kind of market that we're in right now. Um, we're definitely in a seller's market right now. Um, I think a lot of people are predicting a big shift, but I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's uh, it's early in the year right now, and... I had some clients who were up in multiple offer situations. Now, every house we would see, there'd be several people because they were good houses and other people saw that too and they wanted them too. Well, the article I read the other day, they said that they think interest rates should be could be creeping up to like 5.87 by the end of the year. And all that's going to do, they think that's going to slow the market down. All it's going to do is take people from one price, price point down to the, a lower price point which is still going to keep, I mean, this is my opinion, it's still going to keep the same feeding frenzy. You're just going to have the people that were at the 250, now they're at the 200 price mark or, or you know, whatever. Um, so I don't know if it's really, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long it'll take to get enough houses to hit the market to balance things out. I mean, it's supposed to be balancing out everything we've read, watched, heard probably since, November, December, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, spring springs here in 29 days. So it's definitely not going to slow down right now. I mean, no it, spring uh, gets crazy. That's why I think if you're a serious buyer or seller, your, your chances of doing the best are in that off season right now, especially buyers right now, because, if there's multiple offer situations on houses now in February, in February, <laughs> just imagine what's going to happen in May, June. Well, and that same thing that you just said, I say to sellers too, you know, March, April homes are more homes are going to hit. Them. I mean, it's just a fact the weather uh, people always wait till spring. So, I mean, if you want to get top dollar and not compete with the other houses in your neighborhood, your market, you know, your area, beat them to it right now is the perfect time to get out there before it, you know everybody does so there's definitely some strategy involved in all this it's all a strategy yeah 100 percent from buy side or sell side um 
what what I tell people is, and just going jumping back to the the emotion part of things, the sellers are trying to get top dollar with putting in the least amount of money and effort. Right. And the buyer on the other side is trying to get the cheapest deal and get the most done on the repair request, all that good stuff on their side. So somewhere our jobs are to get everybody to meet in the middle. And that goes for price, for repairs, everything across the board. That's what I said. The whole goal is to, I don't really, we don't, like I said, we don't, we don't sell anything. We, we broker the deal and, and keep everybody on an even kill all the way across to closing day. And even sometimes on closing day, things aren't always <laughs> the best. I always say nothing's close till you're walking away with the keys. So, I mean, deals can fall apart on the table. That's true. And that's why we have, like I said, I've had a, a handful of, uh, separate room closings. Those, that, those are always fun. <laughs> well, I'd say let's switch gears for a sec and talk about a couple of these festivals that are coming up in our area. Okay, cool. All right. Um, I guess we'll knock out Forecastle first since that tends to be the the larger of the you know, most notable of the two. Um, I don't really know much about the hometown rising. Anyway, it's, it's all brand new. But uh, what I'm pumped about are you big into music? I am big into music. However, okay, I don't enjoy live music unless I already know what I'm listening to. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I get that too. Uh, well, the the big headliner, which I mean, we talked about this yesterday, was the Killers. Uh, that is, as far as I guess, rock and. Uh, not country music. That has got to be my my favorite band. I don't know. I'm not gonna say it all the time, but right now uh, is is the Killers. Uh, and then that that Tyler Childers. He's from Kentucky, so there's a there's a Kentucky boy in there. Yeah, Avett Brothers too. That's kind of a big get. Are they? See, I don't. I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, um, Avett Brothers are big. I I, uh, I actually know someone who has a kid named Avett. Really? Yeah, they're a big big into the Avery brothers. They're, they're a pretty big get too. Cool. Um, Nelly, if this was 2001, man, I'd be <laughs> pumped. I mean, I don't know. Does he still, I don't know if he even still makes new music. Who knows? Holy shit. Holly suspects on here. Oh, man. all right. There's another good one. I like yeah. Holly suspect. Maybe Nelly. Nice. Jumped in there to re up some, some debts. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I thought he sang country music now anyway. But, uh, no, like I said, a lot of these people I just, uh, yeah, Big Wild, Lettuce, don't know much about Lettuce, uh, Denzel Curry. Yeah, I think the only ones that I'm really, uh, the only ones I'm even really, who's this young blood guy, uh, pumped about is The Killers. And now that I just saw Holly Suspect, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Fort Castle, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, July 12th through 14th, 2019. That's in July. And what about that? We can just kind of segue over into hometown. When's that one? That one's like September. September uh, 14th and 15th. Oh, okay. There it is. It's the Country Music and Bourbon Festival. Nice. Yeah, that's, um, that is over at the fairgrounds. Because because uh, Forecastle's down at Waterfront, right? Yep, and Dwight Yoakam, oh, is in right. his hometown rising, and now you got my attention. Yeah, uh, 
Brett Brett Michaels again. If, yeah, if you know, nineteen ninety. Yeah, I grew up listening to hair metal. I was born in the late seventies, so that's my generation. So I'm a little bit surprised to see Brett Michael is setting up at a country festival. But hey, I'll give him a shot. You know, What's that? where does he even fit? As in long as this? he plays every rose has its thorn, I think he he's good to, to go. I think it's under his contract. Every time he goes out, he has to sing that. Dwight Yoakam's, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, the, the big draw for me. It has to be. I don't even know who Brett Young is. Uh, we do have a couple of local boys on here. J.D. Shelburne, he's from Spencer County. And then looks like on Sunday, Everett, which has got Brent Rupert, Bullet County boy, he's uh, he's going to be playing there. So I'm sure he'll have a rather large turnout from all our friends. Yeah, I'd say he would. All right, cool. Well, um... I think that's about it from the the hometown rising. I know this is the first. I was looking on that DWP or whoever that's putting it on. This is a first time deal for them, so, and they're gonna have bourbon, so that that helps. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's wrap this dude up. Um, what uh, you have any final thoughts? Uh, well, one of my biggest thoughts about first time home buyers is occasionally. I will talk to a new prospect and they are very guarded and they, they think I'm like a used car salesman that I'm going to come in and try to put the, you know, but we don't have anything against used car salesmen. No, (laughs) not, not anything, but you know, you know, the stereotype, what do I have to do to put you in this house today? I don't know. And that's absolutely not the way agency works. You hire an agent. They work for you. Um, they don't do anything without your approval. Um, I just want to dispel the notion that it is an adversarial thing. An agent is there to help you, and that's it. What about you, Mal? Well, I mean, for both of us, every real estate agent runs his, you know, his business differently, but both of us are in the same boat. We don't really – we're more there to help guide from point A to point B. We're like, like I said before, we don't really sell anything. We broker the deal. But um, – my my final thought is if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll get what you always got. You know, I think Einstein said that the true definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting a different result. So if you don't pick up the phone, I mean, you don't have to use Neil or myself, but if you're not using a real estate agent, you're actually holding yourself back. Um, because we work with lenders. That's what we were talking about the other day. We work with lenders that can probably get, you know, uh, if you're looking for a certain style house, your house payment might be less than your rent, which is a crazy thought. And like you said at the very beginning of the show, you're not paying someone else's mortgage. You're not investing in someone else's portfolio. You're investing in yourself. So um, especially, like I said, in this market. Um, and like I said, there's there's great apps out there to kind of help, you know, credit karma. Everybody knows credit karma. Yeah. When you talk with lenders, they don't really, they're not the most accurate, but they do kind of tell you where you're trending. So that's something you can always keep an eye on if your credit's going up or down or staying the same. Uh, your score might not be that exact number, but sometimes it's in the ballpark. So, uh, you know, that's something you can do for free. Um, so, yeah, the first thing, like I said, that they need to do is either text me, text you, hopefully, uh, or call or, or, you know, Check out our websites. Yeah, neilcoxrealtor.com. Neil is with an A, N-E-A-L, coxrealtor.com. What's your uh, website? 
Mine's Hadley-realestate.com. Um, you can use that to, to start your home search or shoot me an email, text, same thing. Facebook. Yep, I'm Facebook and, yeah. and, and Instagram. Neil yeah. Cox Realtor. Neil Cox Realtor at all uh, of them. I have Instagram as well. It's Malachi, M-A-L-A-C-H-I dot Hadley, H-A-D-L-E-Y. So there's all different forms of avenues where they can use to communicate to either one of us to at least get the ball rolling. Yeah, definitely. See where you're at. Because you might not be, that's another thing too. So, you know, fraud happens. People, you know, people think they have this great, awesome credit score, then come and find out somebody up in New York took their social security number six months ago. They had no idea. So now you think you can buy this house tomorrow and you're actually about a year away. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's something to consider too. My wife actually ran into a situation where her uh, record had some kind of uh, suspicious criminal activity, yep. even with a picture that was obviously not her. It was bizarre. So keep an eye on that stuff for sure. Hmm. That's crazy. Well, um, keep an eye out, folks, for um, our blogs. We're both going to be doing some blogs over the next couple of weeks. And our next show, what, two weeks from now? Yeah, two weeks from now. All right. That's going to be on... I think that if we do it right, it'll probably be the first day of spring, but it'll be about springtime, getting your home ready to sell. If you're feel inclined to do so, we'll give you some, some tips on that. Or if you're not selling and you're just hanging out, um, stuff that you need to do maintenance wise, uh, just to get your house ready for, like I said, spring, grass cutting, all that good stuff. So until next time, we'll Take see y'all later. Thanks. This has been Talk About Town. Our music is composed by Andrew Codeman. We'll see you next time.